0: First, I make this my word. First, I will learn it. Second, I will speak it. Numbers 13 tells me I have what it takes to do. Come on. Numbers 13 and 30 tells me I have what it takes to do what I need to do amen that's something we used to say and this morning god gave it to me and just a minute ago the adversary tried to take it from take it from that it says amen that i have what it takes to do what i need to do. first i will learn it and second i will speak it this is the word of god and today Today. Right? Today. Today. Amen. Today. If you don't learn it today, amen. today. Amen. Nothing can change. Amen. Amen. So today we learn the word of God. Amen. You may be seated in this place. Amen. So I'm getting used to Amen. This mic close up. So I need to lower my voice today. I'm so used to getting excited and my voice goes way up there amen so I'll try to try to talk amen in a normal voice today amen so I won't overpower this mic but I'm good okay amen so today I want to bring back a a little bit of schooling, if I would. Uh, So I wanna talk about math today. Uh, Do we have any math scholars? Any math scholars in the building today? No? None. Anybody really, really good in math? Okay, so, the basic fundamentals of math Add, subtract, multiply. Right. Which of the four, I should say, which two of the four do you believe are the most important? Yes. Okay, you say add and multiply, subtract and multiply. Add and what? Add and divide. In arithmetic, it is multiplication and division. Those are the two most important. Multiplication and division. And in spiritual arithmetic, that is multiplication and and I want to tell you why you would think add and multiplication. I'll explain to you why it is not division in the Lord's house. I will explain to you why not division in the house. <laughs> so today we want to talk a little bit about arithmetic. And we want to share with you a little bit about it in the schoolhouse as well as in the Lord's house. So have you ever prayed and And then you sat back and you waited, and while you were listening to God, you fell asleep, or while you were trying to listen to God, you took a little nap and you woke up and you said, "Well." I didn't hear anything. Or you said, well, what what were you saying, God? Or you said, did you say anything at all, God? You might have said, what I usually say is, say something, God. Have <laughs> any? You say back. You're praying say back? This is a question. What have you said? What do you say back? You, when you wake up, if even if you are falling asleep when you wake up, what do you say back to God? You say thank you, but you've been praying and waiting for an answer. So you say thank you but you don't have the answer. You say thank you but you don't know the answer. But what you thanking him for? So you don't know the answer to your prayer. So, so, so you so pray and you're waiting for an answer. You fell asleep, you woke up, you thanking them for waking you up, but you still don't know the answer to your prayer. So what? So so see this is why I say say something God because I don't want to leave the opportunity without knowing what God has to say I might thank him for allowing me to wake up again but I never want to leave the opportunity for not knowing what God has to say whenever you pray You have to listen. And if you fall in the middle of listening, still wake up and say, say something, God. Still wake up and say, what did you say, God? Still wake up and say, well, wait a minute, God, I missed it. Say it again, God. Wake up and ask him all over. Come on, somebody. All over again. Never go in prayer and come out not doing. See, when we go to school, and we go before the teacher, and a lot of times when the teacher is teaching, she says, do you have any questions? And we as the students, we sit there at our desk and we don't raise our hands. And then we go home with our homework and we don't know how to do it. We don't know how to answer the questions. We don't know how to solve the problem. Why? Because we didn't ask any questions. See, we have to know how to do the work. And if we don't know how to do the work, we have to ask the question. So if we don't know where we're going, if we don't know how to go, if we don't know how to get there, if we don't know what God wants us to do, we don't know what? Ask what? The question. So God is not at the fact that we have fallen asleep. What God wants us to do is he wants us to say something. And he wants us to listen. And he wants to say something to what? Us. God wants to talk to us. He wants us to talk to him. So he's not about you took a little nap. As long as you get back up again, when he raises you up again, and you say, and come on, somebody, say, say something, God. So, so I like to do just that. I like to say, I like to put it like this, say something, God. <laughs> when I put a little emphasis on it, I, I mean, God, I'm not trying to leave here. See, when I say say something, that means anything, God. Just just let me know that you're listening. See, when I say say something, I, I, I want to know. And then I put a little, little thing here because this is God's response to me. When I say something, most of the time, when I leave it like that, His response to me, I don't know what kind of response he gives to you, but his response is, you're good to go. If God was to tell you that, and this is kind of like a part interactive message. If God was to tell you that, you're good to go. What what would that mean to you if he said, you're good to go? What would you do? Everything's alright? He's working it out. Anybody else? When God says you're good to go to me, good to go means there's no I'm equipped to do it. Good to go means have everything I need. You're good to go. That means get going, get to doing it. Here you are. You're, everything is possible. There's no delaying. And, and, and I do just what I would have you to do. That's what it means to me when God says you're good to go. Good to go means you're ready for action. When the boss says you're good to go, <laughs> He's telling you do it now. He's saying now is the time. Meaning, most of the time, when somebody says go, we're thinking we're not go. But how? Go, but when? Go, but I later? Go in? And go how? But when God's saying you're good to go, he's saying you're ready. You have everything you need. So when I say say something, God, he's good to go. I'm doing this. Because, see, I can't wait to get to the other end of my journey. Because it's going to be better then I'm where I am now. When I get to the end of my journey, it's going to be greater than where I am now. When I get to the end of my journey, I'm going to have more than what I have now. So see, I can't walk the right that God has said. I don't know. But I get a little excited when he says, you're good to go. I've been thinking about the lady at the other side Who's just in front of me? Who has the banner? Who has the baton? And I just gotta run a little faster to grab it, to run to the next one, and run and she run to the next one, and we win the race. Y'all get that? I I see the, I see moving. I see winning more. I don't see giving up. I don't see quitting. I see going forward. Even when I slow down, I see moving forward. So good to go means I have all the necessary tools to move forward. So many of us go day after day without looking into our roadmap. Now, I asked you this morning, I asked you a little while ago to raise your Bible. And I call my roadmap. My instruction, and sometimes I too go throughout the day, and I don't get an opportunity, or I don't take—I should say—I don't take right. I don't take the opportunity to pick up my my instruction manual. Sometimes I just go way down on the inside, you know, the word of His word. Would I hide in my heart? I might not, because. Bible says there's going to be a day. There's going to be a time when we won't be able to grab a book. We won't be able to so we got to have that word somewhere down on the inside so sometimes I don't get an opportunity to to run to a phone so I have to pull something from down on the inside when my body is right with pain. I got to say God, Jehovah, come on somebody, I got to say God, Jehovah, Jehovah, my pillar, Woo! You oh, are my strength. You are my tower. You are my refuge. In the middle of the night, I can call you. Woo. I got that down on the inside. But every now and then, when I don't pull it up from the inside, I've got to go run to my instruction manual. When I quite know. When there's something that I'm searching for and I got to look it up, I got to go to the instruction manual. I can't give me a word. I can't rely on getting to the church on Sunday for a word. I've got to go somebody my instruction manual God's book. And therefore, it causes us to do sometimes things uh, in our heads when we go to get the manual it causes us to calculate things in our head it causes us to do some mathematics in our head when we go get the manual, come on Sylvia what you talking about? Mathematics calculations, because see when we go get the Holy Bible, we begin to think and sometimes we don't think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, we go get the Bible, we go thinking, I'm going to get this revelation. We go get the Bible, we think, I'm not going to understand this. I might as well just put it out. Sometimes we get the mathematics wrong because we don't get the focus right. So when fuck focus wrong, that's like division. See, sometimes through division, sometimes if you like that thing right, you get that reminder of the division wrong. See, division means to have equal parts. When the number is whole, you get equal parts. But when it's not, you get that reminder. And sometimes when you're doing that division, that number, you come down, you get a leftover. Right? And sometimes when we get a leftover, it's so That's how it is when we get in the So, well, a lot of times we don't know what to do because we go pick a scripture and we get the it re- gives us a reminder we go, what? Crack. But don't you know in God's word, when there's a reminder, it has another scripture. So what you're supposed to do is tell you what to do. You're supposed to take that scripture and go to that other scripture, read that scripture, and pastor says sometimes you got to go to the one before and the one after. Can I help somebody? See, sometimes... If I give you a scripture, Sister Kim, you can't just read that scripture. Sometimes to get a scripture, the then sometimes you got to read the one after. That's how it is with division. And the reason why division messes us up and is not good, everybody don't know how to do it. That's why we belong in the Lord's house. Come on, somebody! Everybody don't know how to get around. We come into the Lord's house to do what? To get that. Oh, y'all not with me today. Without a good fundamental knowledge of the operations of mathematics, we won't be able to go far. In So we have to know the fundamentals. In other words, if we rarely study the word of God, we we will spend time adding, subtracting, or dividing instead of multiplying. Now, God wants us to do what? He wants us to multiply. He doesn't want us to come to the Lord's house. He doesn't want us as members in the body of Christ to come and So why? Cuz that's his job. The word of God says, come on, take me back to addition. Take me back to edit edit addition. Proverbs 35 and 6 says, you can trust this. Every word that God speaks is true. God is a safe place for those who go to him. So don't try, what? To change what God says. If you do, he will punish you and prove that you are a liar. Acts 2 and 47 tells us that the Lord adds to the church dealing. That's his job. If we come to the Lord's house and listen to the word of God and we don't change the word of God that fits us. (laughs) I was telling somebody in Bible study that a lot of times we add to the word of God. That's not what the word says. You know how they have that, that, how people say, uh, have these these words or, or these quotes. And that's not even the word of God, you know. They tell you when you're growing up, you know. Oh, what God says, you can't wear pants in the house of the Lord. Well, what, what scripture? Well, God says. Uh, 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 well, what scripture? We add all kinds of words to the Lord's word, and and, and the only person that can add or change delete and multiply is God he said do not try to change what he say cause if you do listen listen if you do he will pun what punish you and not only will he punish you he reprove that you are a what what say what A liar 24 Acts 2 and 47 says, Tell us that the Lord adds to the church daily. Now, so what is if Dr. Saunders comes and preaches the word, and you out and testify to the word, and someone gets a revelation, someone is resurrected. Someone is saved. That is what? And them God. You I Miss Shirley invited Miss Bagley. Miss Shirley invited Brother Ferby. That did Miss Shirley add Brother Ferby? No! Brother Furby said, I woke up one morning and the Lord, come on, somebody. Oh, come on, y'all. Y'all, y'all missing this? Y'all missing this? Miss, Miss Shirley, Miss Shirley wouldn't testify. Miss Shirley wouldn't disabled. Miss Shirley would to preach the gospel because she heard. She got around The firm became and said, the Lord woke me up this morning and said, go. Y'all, 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 y'all hear me? Miss Marshall said, listen, listen, listen. Church been closed. Y'all, y'all, y'all got me your sight. I'm trying to calm down. Church been closed. But I had to get somewhere. I, I, I had to get somewhere. And she came stepping in one time. <laughs> and she went out and she said, I'll be back. <laughs> she went and... T- Next time she came, she came by herself. And she went out. And, and then she said, I need some prayer. And she came in and she got some prayer. And she was like, woo, woo, woo. She went out. And she came back and she brought somebody. She what? Testify. Amen. And what? She brought somebody. And, and daughter? Is it a daughter, right? Yes. Okay. And, and she brought somebody. Amen. <laughs> and, and, so what? I'm not saying, I'm not saying members. When the Lord adds to the church, he say they got to join up with you. When they come into the Lord's house, the Lord adds daily to the what? Yes. That's the, what the Lord does. We can't add anything to anything. That's why addition for us is not important. It's important to God. God does the adding. Hallelujah. If you say that someone or something is the reason you are no longer part of the church, then you have added. You. Have added. Because that's not your business. That's God's business. Y'all get that? That's God's business. Stop. Somebody ain't at such a place anymore, or why you ain't at such a place anymore? You got to deal with that with God. Second Peter five and seven says the Christian is told of seven things that he must add to his faith. These are goodness, knowledge, self-control, patience, devotion to God, brotherly kindness, and so you can't to the church, but you change things in you. So if you ain't got no goodness in you, hey add that. <laughs> you ain't got no kindness in you, wear a shirt and say, be kind and read it for yourself. If you ain't got no love, love somebody. Miss 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 Shirley said, this is a love of church. I'm about to put that on the wall. This is a love church. Love somebody. Hallelujah. And be patient. Miss Kim said, I ain't praying for patience no more. (laughs) I'm just going to say thank God for the patience I got. Y'all hear me? I'm trying to tell you something. Stop praying for patience. Because you're going to go through something, something, something. (laughs) Just thank them for what you got and stop praying for more you don't want to struggle do you cause he gonna give you some patience 2 Peter first chapter 8 verse says if all these things are in you although are in you and growing you will never fail to be useful to God in you and what growing You would never fail to be useful to God. You will produce the kind of fruit that should come from your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. The second Peter one and eight. And then the ninth verse says, but those who don't grow, mm, but those of us that do not grow in these blessings are blind. You cannot see clearly what those blessings have for you. You have forgotten that they were cleansed from their past sins. Uh, we were talking about this and sit and talk. The difference between being killed, the things in you being killed, and the things in you that you're supposed to lay aside, those weights that you lay aside. The weights that you lay aside are those things that jump on you daily, jump on you daily that you need to work on. It shouldn't be those sins that you were cleansed from. Can I help somebody? Once you become saved by grace, you are what? Saved. And when God comes in, he don't do a half well, half up job. He comes in and cleanses us with his blood. When he cleanses us with his blood, we are what? Wash what? Clean. So that mess that was up in there is what? Gone. So and go back and say, "I would." That, that's supposed to be the old you. You are a new creature. So what you talking about? You would. Come on, let's get this straight. You wouldn't have done anything if you saved. Now, this new junk up in you. You got to crucify that mess. <laughs> So you can't have okay. So say you were, you know, that kind that will go get that gun quick. That's real. You you know, a few men, but they ain't like some women ain't no carriers. You know, you you got a blade. You know, you can swing it too. You know, you might have carried that blade. Oh, Miss Shirley, <laughs> you okay? Now, if he cleans you saved you, you shouldn't be talking about, you better be glad I ain't pulling my blade. (laughs) That that mess ought to be gone. Now, you might say, you better be glad I don't (laughs) dead (laughs) because you just smacked the mess up out of somebody because that now rising up in you, and now you got to crucify that. Okay? So, crucify that new stuff. Spend time on crucifying that. And stop talking about stuff because Pastor said last Sunday, if it's dead, leave that dead dead because something that's killed, something that's dead cannot be risen again. Unless you want to bring it back. Man, if we do not add these good things, we fail. If we add them, we should never fall. That's good right there, right? That's good right there, right? If we add these good things, we will what? Never fall. So if you're still going off half cocked, something wrong. <laughs> right? If you still got a bad temper and God took that away from you, something wrong. If you're still out there for I got rid of that. What? Something wrong. If you're still out there being adulterous and God took that away, from you, what? Something wrong. If you're still lying, cheating, and that stuff, something wrong. If you come up here and say, yes, God save me, wash me, clean young people, you still lie every time somebody ah, <laughs> lie. Something wrong. All right. Okay, first lady, don't beat that away. Say something, God. You will fall. You will fall. Anybody, anybody need any help with addition? Anybody need help adding? You shouldn't. That's God's job. All right, I'm going to jump on down because it's time. And if you want to understand subtraction, that we subtract malice, we subtract hypocrisy, we subtract envy, we subtract evil speaking, Those are the things, the work of the flesh are the things that we need to subtract from us. We need to subtract the things that are not desirable, that are not desirable by God. God doesn't want us to be in that. God doesn't want us to hurt people. God doesn't want us to gossip about people. That's speaking evil against people. God doesn't want us to have that attitude. God doesn't want us to have that behavior. Amen? God wants us to love people. So we need to subtract those things. Amen. So that, that's why subtraction isn't good. It doesn't do us any good. Amen. Yes, yes, yes. So, so get rid of everything evil in your life, every kind of wrong that you do, get rid of it. Be humble and accept God's teaching that is planted in your in your hearts. It's Cause this teaching can save you. I want to talk about this, this multiplication. God bless Noel. Yes. God bless Noah and his sons. And he said to them to do what? Go and multiply. Be fruitful and to multiply and fill the earth. So that was a commandment. So that's why multiplication in the Lord's house is important. He said to be fruitful and multiply. And today is Mother's Day. And I know some of you women just did that greatly. You just went out and multiplied. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day to you, to those of you who did, did a great job in doing that. Come on, give yourself a hand. Hallelujah. Amen. You are obedient. It's not. It's next week. Next. Okay. I'm going to the together. I'm going to go, okay, happy Mother's Day to you, to you if you're not here. And I'm not going to be up here, so I'm going to go ahead and give you that happy Mother's Day to you in advance. Amen, because it, it works in the Word today. Amen. You have multiplied. So, congratulations to you. The divine principle of multiplication provides a fascinating study throughout the Bible. God has provided us with examples of this process from a single seed. I want y'all to hear this from a single seed which was Abraham, Abraham became single seed with multiplication. Abraham became a generation and a nation. And beyond that, the new nation was multiplied into Christ and ultimately the establishment and growth of the church from the first seed, his disciples, us. So Abraham died into a nation. Forth Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ saved God the Father, saved us, and we are His disciples, and we are a new generation of Caleb's who will raise up an army of no more Caleb's who will build an army. Amen. Amen. And ultimately, that multiplication for God will go forth. And the word of God in Acts 6 and 7 says, And the word of God will increase. And the number of the disciples are multiplied in Jerusalem greatly. And a great company of the priests were obedient to the faith. The first congregation of the church in Jerusalem grew rapidly. So, Psalm 18 and 17 says, I shall not die. We all know that, but live and declare the works of the Lord. So that is what we need to do today. We need to be reminded that God came, saved us because we are saved. we must proclaim the works of the Lord today and go out and tell somebody and share the good news. So you're good to go. You're good to go. You're ready for action. There's no further delay. It's not necessary to wait. You have the necessary tools to move forward. You are equipped. Go forth and multiply. Build ministry because guess what? I said in spiritual arithmetic division is important than addition and subtraction. Division requires much study because many people do not understand it. It's making groups taking the whole and separating it into parts. But then if the number doesn't break equally, you have a remainder. I have something here I want to read before I close. It takes hard work to keep from dividing the church. It takes hard work to keep from dividing the church. Sometimes the pastor says, we can write. And the church says, well, I don't know, Pastor. That's dividing the church, right? If you say, I don't know, that's dividing the church. And if you say, well, well, what about this, Pastor? If he already said, we can, you're supposed to say, yes, Pastor, what? We can. Because if you answer any other way, you have divided the church. So should we do something about those people who cause division? Should we do something about those people who are contrary to the doctrine of Christ? Oh, this is a good one. Y'all ready for the answer? Should we do something about that? Paul suggested that we not let the unity in the church be broken. Did y'all know that? The body of Christ did not let the unity in the church be broken. We are to avoid those type of people. How do we do that? We appeal to our brothers. We appeal to our sisters and we watch out for them that cause those divisions that create obstacles contrary to the doctrine that have been taught. We avoid that situation, for any person that do not serve our Lord Christ, their appetites are different than ours. We pray for them, and we smooth out that contrariness, because that contrary heart to deceive our heart. So we don't walk away. We don't walk away and gossip. We go to them and we help them to see what the word of God says. That there should be unity in the Lord's house. Together what we are what? Strong. Together we are mighty in the Lord's house. Hallelujah. Somebody put your hands together for that. Their lives... The people around us and their lives tell us what faith means. If we gather those people who are strong in the Lord, their lives tell us what faith really is. Their lives show that they have ran the race. Get those people, those people that never quit, those people that are running hard, and show that person that is contrary to the Lord that we can do all things in Christ Jesus. In closing, I want to say this. God told us to multiply, so it's our job to proclaim his good words. God will do the saving, and he will add to the church. It is our job to study the word of God and rightly divide the word of truth. That's our job. So no man can speak those things which are contrary to our heart, and no man can speak those things which are contrary of God. No man can separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ. Amen. It is our job to divide the word. Amen. Rightly. When we lay aside weights, we often lay aside part of it, but not all of it. So let's get the job right. It is our job to confess daily and God is faithful and just to forgive them. So come on people of God clean up and let righteousness say when God does the cleansing our sins are forever subtracted will you stand our sins are forever subtracted when God cleanse us. Father God, we thank you for this word and Father God, I thank you for the revelation you've given on today in reference to what is our responsibility and what you will do on our behalf. I pray that ears have been opened on today, God. Sometimes, God, it or it feels like there is a void in the land and that we have not reached those that you have sent us to touch and to gather because when we come to your house, the chairs are not completely filled, but God we know now God what our responsibilities are. Some just and some of us have had. Don't know what to say. Oh God, oh God, that we've only what you give us to be afraid, God. Because you will do you can't save anybody. Add anybody to the church, God is tell them what you have done for us, oh God. That alone, oh God, you will take that alone, oh God. And you will make a change some God in someone's life, oh God. So God, I pray that we're able to witness, oh God, what you've done for us, how you've changed us, what you've taken from us, God. And God, we'll be able to, God, share what we're going through, oh God. We'd not be ashamed, of God, That we not be ashamed of what we're going through even now, oh God, because someone, oh God, is going through the very same thing, oh God. Someone needs to be lifted, oh God. Someone needs to know, oh God, that you're able to deliver, oh God that you're able to set us free, oh God, if they're listening to us on today, oh God, even if they're watching the replay, oh God, and God, if you've touched or changed someone's life, oh God, if there's someone right now, oh God, that's saying, God, I want to be set free. Father God, we pray, oh God, that they know, oh God, that Romans 10 and 9 says, oh God, that, oh God, if they will confess with their heart and confess with their mouth and believe with their heart Oh, God, that you died and that you were risen again on the third day, oh, God, that they shall be saved, oh, God. So, Father God, we pray, oh, God, that you will go into their heart, go into their mind right now, God, resurrect their spirit, oh, God, give them life, oh, God, let them know that there is new life, oh, God, on today, oh, God. And everything, oh, God, may look, oh, God, the same even in the next minute, oh, God, but let them know that they're not the same, oh, God, because you come in. You come in to give us new life, resurrecting power, oh God. We thank you today, oh God. We thank you for your name, Jesus, the glory, the honor. God, we bless you. We thank you for the. We thank you for your love, your healing power, your mercy, your grace, your dominion. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God, we bless your name, oh God. We don't know what would we do without you, oh God. Somebody don't understand that, oh God. So, God, we pray, oh God, that you would just cover that with your blood today, today oh God. In the name of Jesus. Then somebody saying, God, I've done that, and I thank you. I feel a difference in my life. I know there is change. Change has come. Now oh God, we pray, oh God, that they would just ask, what is the next step? And God, we pray, oh God that you would just encourage them, oh God, that you would send someone and even if they are afraid, oh God, we ask, oh God, that you would just let them know that they can DM us, I am us, oh God, and we would just let them know what is the next step, oh God. We pray, oh God, that someone, oh God, would just begin to cover them in prayer, oh God. In the name of Jesus, everyone. Today, God, give them what they're seeking for, oh God, bless them, God, as they come and go, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Bless the shepherd of this house, Dr. Soundness. in the name of Jesus. Strengthen his body, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Bless each and every partner in the name of Jesus. Those that are God, that are visiting on today, God, give them what they need on today. Touch their homes, oh God, that when they leave this place, oh God, they will find it as they have left it, oh God. We thank you. Give your name all the glory and the honor and God, we praise you,